0: Oh, okay. I'm going to start off something that's going to make you angry. Or not. (laughs) Who knows? I read it and I was like, are you up? That's what I read when I read this. Okay, I am going to read you something that I read and it made me angry, so I know it's going to make you angry. <laughs> Why Welcome do you to, want
1: to start the show that way?
0: <laughs> because it'll be a great conversation. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, from a certain point of view, a William Ball Films podcast. I am The Bro and many other names over the course of the last 50-odd episodes, and I'm joined with me again today by the one and only, Sicky Smooth. Sicky.
1: Or is that silky? Silky. The silky. silky.
0: The silky smooth. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Justin Turnbull. Oh,
1: man. I'm... Hey, how you doing? Yes, my hair is... It's silky, but it's more like a, a grease thing, I think. Just rocking the mullet. Man, it's getting dirty.
0: I'm going to have to get you it some cool cream. So you can know yeah, what it's all you about. Know,
1: I heard about that thing that you told me about last episode from somebody else. So it was twice. This thing I've never heard of in my entire life that within one week I heard of twice within days of each other. That's when I know my hair is getting
0: greasy. <laughs> some bro cream in that. <laughs> bro. Slick it and style it. I
1: was like, what is that? It's just, yeah, that's awesome. Man, I got to tell you, hey, I am... Welcome everybody, I am excited for this show because not, I mean, I know you're going to change that for me and you're going to make me all angry, but (laughs) listen, we have a good show man, it was the penultimate episode of season one of Loki man, and it's Saturday today when we're recording this, and I've wanted to talk to you since Wednesday, so to say I am excited for this is an understatement. Also, we brought the J poll back ask the impossible question to the people out there. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, trade talks and big news coming out in Marvel, DC and universal. We want to get to some of that for you. We thought Rachel would be back. She's not going to be back this episode again, but um, we will wait patiently. And of course we're going to talk a little bit about what we're watching, but I know Hayden, Hayden had some questions for me too. you, you mentioned, I didn't know if those were specifically going to be for when we discuss Loki or not, but uh, I know you have something that you're fired up about that you want to talk to me about. So what is that about?
0: Okay, I'm going to off the record, on the record, say right now, folks, that you'll probably hear this episode first on Tuesday. Turnaround is going to be probably a little too tight for me to get it out on Monday. I try my darndest, but I'm going to say Tuesday. That said... I came across this thing on the Twitters today, the Twitter Ooh. universe. VFS alumni, Mister Neil Bloomcamp, also you know sci-fi blockbuster extravaganza director. He's done such <laughs> films as District Nine, Elysium. Uh, what else has he done? Chappie, all of the like the greatest, Chappie, yeah, greatest sci-fi that you've seen recent. They've come from this one dude. Anyway, I was on Twitter and he was like. What is the best science fiction film ever made? Question mark. Question to the universe. It's such a broad question. We're not even going to get – we could talk about – you should have heard the pre-show folks. Oh, my gosh. We came up with (laughs) with at least two or three widely out there but comprehensible sci-fi stories. So this is just – anyway – There were things all over there. There was like 2001 A Space Odyssey. There was a lot more new stuff like Interstellar and Arrival and whatnot. This one person said Alien. I'm like, that's a good one. Alien is a great sci-fi film. Someone responded to that. Direct response was like, Alien wasn't sci-fi. It was horror. (laughs) Just because something takes place in space doesn't make it sci-fi. And I was like, okay, I got to screenshot this, and I have to tell this to Justin because I want to know what he thinks about this statement. What do you think about that statement? I mean,
1: it's it's laughable. (laughs) I mean, it's not even worth talking about. It's like a it it's a contradicting statement. Just because something doesn't take takes place in space doesn't mean it's science fiction. What? What's a science fiction film like? Give me the definition of science
0: fiction. So yeah, seems
1: pretty obvious to me.
0: I read this and this. I'm like, I should have written back. Like, dude, so there are alien creatures on the international space station already as like a regular thing. Does that sound like something that would happen? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It, They're just not
1: telling you, man. There is. That's the thing. They're just not telling you, man. They're keeping the secret.
0: You keep it secret? It's like it's there's more than one secret. Space man. Station there's, up there.
1: a, there's this area 52 up there.
0: Oh, you didn't in know? Space. Oh, okay. That case. All right. So I read that and I was like, so you think that we can just have space battles in space as a regular thing now? So it's not fictitious. Okay. Got it. Right on. Enough said. I'm going to move on before I just get stuck <laughs> in a, a loop of idiot. Ah. <laughs> Dummy. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to send it back to Justin real quick because he likes to spout off where you can contact us. If you also have a theory or a thought on what makes a sci-fi film.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Or want to vote on one of these J-polls because we put them out. Actually, it sparked a good conversation, this last one. Uh, you can find us Facebook from a certain point of view, Instagram from a certain point of view podcast, Twitter from a certain PO one hate mail, please to from a certain point of view podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Cause I, you know, <laughs> I, we hadn't done a J poll in a while. And then I was thinking, oh, one popped into my head and it was, what do you, the impossible question I said, you know? mcu or star wars and i should have said star wars extended universe but i thought it was obvious but uh never assume some people voted some people voted and we'll get to those results later but i just thought that's a nasty question (laughs) because hayden hayden you didn't vote i called you out on that i was like i don't see your tally on there
0: yeah and then i sent my response as to why i didn't vote (laughs) You did. We don't need to talk about that, though. <laughs> no, not right now. I'll bring it up <laughs> later.
1: We'll... No. I kid. Um, but yeah, man, What uh, uh, those the qu- questions. I know you had some questions for me. Is that for Loki, or do you want to get to those first?
0: One of the questions will come up when I find out what you've been watching. That's, uh, that's the main one. All right. I can't even remember. The well, other hey, let's were. get to that. I cannot remember. Folks, this week uh we both got second vaccinations on the covid vaccine and i went a little bit loopy on the wednesday when we were going to record this the first time still uh, still a little bit i'm fine folks i'm fine it's just how i am normally right right
1: it barely affected him barely permanently
0: (laughs) (laughs) permanently he hasn't been right since that day in 2021 Something is just clicked in my... Anyway, um, so I had a bunch of questions, and now I cannot remember them all. So I remember one of them, and I wrote it down. I remember that. That's something that Justin <laughs> taught me, folks. Write your stuff down. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we'll get into what we've been watching really, really quickly. I'm going to just spout these off real quick, because I've got a habit of talking too much, too long about what I've watched. And this is not what we're here to hear about. <laughs> Here to here to here to here, <laughs> Swedish chef. Here huh? to here to here to here to here. So,
1: two Get episodes. Get that
0: guy out of here, that yeah. of Swedish chef. Hey, we're cooking up anyways. He has live chickens in the kitchen. What? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, who cares? How does he serve them? <laughs> <laughs> Fully feathered. <laughs> Um, Charred and charred and feathered. Charred and feathered. So two weeks ago I said that I was gonna finish Empire. And then last week I said I was gonna finish Empire. Guess what I finally did? I finally finished finished it. I finished it. Now I am gonna talk about this one quickly because it was different than all the other ones. So every season they kind of well, the last like three of them, I think. Well yeah, three seasons, they did a a start. Scene of what's gonna happen at the end, and then you watch it to sort of figure out how that's gonna happen. This season started off with uh Lucius getting shot and cookie getting blown up in a car bomb. (laughs) So I'm like nothing too serious, nothing too serious. I'm like, okay, so they're gonna wrap up this series like by killing off the two mains, and then we go through the season and neither of those things happened, and I was like what then i found out you're done then it's done but i (laughs) i i was like i was like i actually really liked the way that it ended and i had to look it up Mm -hmm. because i didn't know when it was shot but this season was shooting and it was going to be a 20 episode final season instead of 18 but when they were filming episode 19 covid shutdowns happened so instead of waiting six months until Hollywood reopened to shoot those final two episodes, they just cut together a season finale with what they had. So they had a, they had an episode 18 and parts of 19 that they stuck in there and then they wrapped it up that way. So Ugh. there are loose ends and I think they created an ending that wasn't probably what they had scripted. So, But I still yeah, thought it was a good ending. I crap. thought what it was was how it should have ended anyway. That's what I wanted to see ending. So I was like, mm. I was fine with that. So I watched that. Uh, we we finished Raising Hope. I feel like that show got cancelled after four seasons. It was good and then it was just an episode and then there was no more. Um, I'm watching a show at the moment called Single Parents, which two seasons, they're short episodes, they're like modern family length episodes, 22 minutes, 22 episodes a season. It's got an ensemble cast, but the the main person, one of the main people that you would know is uh, Brad Garrett from the older brother from How uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. A big, tall guy, real deep voice, plays Mm -hmm. the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's one of them, but it follows a bunch of single parents um, in in a classroom, and oh, I know that. Yeah, I I know that one. It's, yeah, yeah. it's so good. I think I've seen an episode of that. It's so funny. To be honest, yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. Uh, shortly, I was like, I watched a new music video today, and I'm bringing it up as something that I watched because it was a nine-and-a-half-minute short film music video wow. from uh, Trivium's new song called In the Court of Dragons. So mm. the song title... Appropriate title. Yeah. The song itself is probably about... <laughs> five six minutes long and then there's like bookends of music and stuff but i was like all right i'm gonna listen to nine minutes of trivium and (laughs) i was very happy (laughs) so (laughs) and then
1: i went and then i went to the fridge and grabbed my death liquid people listen hey, hey hey show me this oh hold on oh You're an animal. Mm. Yes. So he pulls out this Ah. side, taking us on a detour here. Hayden, he shows me this thing before in the pre-show. He's holding up right now. Liquid death. It's got a a screaming flying skull on it. But it's, it's sparkling water. What a great name for sparkling water. But the best part of it is the story on the back, Hayden. You got it, Would you got me,
0: it. Would you like me to try you and read to. it?
1: Please, for, for the listeners.
0: <clears throat> okay, everybody pull up a chair. Because it's on, story time with Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> now, the hard thing about this is that it's uh, chrome writing on an aluminium or aluminium can. <laughs> so it's a little difficult to read. All right. Especially when the
1: light hits it sideways. Exactly.
0: When a group of teenagers set off into the mountains for a weekend of drinking regular water in plastic bottles, they become hunted by an aluminum can of mountain water that was dead set on murdering their thirsts and recycling their souls. Since cracked open, no thirst is saved from liquid death. After naturally... Sorry, after ritually dismembering its thirst victims, this brutal can of water used the severed body parts of dead thirsts to build itself a flesh suit, which it used as a disguise to get a job in marketing. But Liquid Death never took the job. It just murdered a bunch more thirsts instead.
1: (laughs) Oh, come on. I mean, that will make me buy that bottle of water right there.
0: It's actually really good. Like, I've never liked sparkling water. It's actually really
1: good. It's all Kate drinks is sparkling water, so I should buy her some of that.
0: It's not overly carbonated, so I quite like it. Sip, sip. Mm, drip, drip. Quiet. Quite so, to- <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I watched In so the Court of Dragons. Had my liquid death. <laughs> and then also, very briefly, I shared it on Facebook, folks, on a personal account, but you probably didn't see that because why would you? But anyone remember <laughs> a little film called Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring? Hey. Way back. Yeah, well, back in my time. I remember that film. Uh-huh. It was that... Do you remember the film? You don't remember? I remember when the book came out. <laughs> That's book's about me. Books about me. My story. My ring. Um, anyway, it introduced us to an actor called Andy Serkis who played Gollum or Schmiegel. Now, he since Shh. has gone on the last 20 years to be a pioneer in motion capture acting. As well as like himself acting, and he's quite good. Um, he's been campaigning for Oscar treatment for uh, motion capture acting, which I think they really should consider and bring it in. Anyway, um, he has recently, it's not going to be out until October, but he has done an audiobook of all three of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's already done The Hobbit. But he, I watched this five minute video of him reading an excerpt of Fellowship of the Ring, and it is glorious because mm. he reads it and he has such a wonderful voice. But it's also a passage when Gollum is talking to himself and switching between Sméagol and Gollum when he's talking about <laughs> uh, like leading Sam and Frodo into the cave. I cannot remember. What its name is, but it's like the spider, so that they can kill them and mm. take the ring. But he goes from talking in his narration voice, into Gollum, and it is phenomenal to see and to hear. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have to get these books because I will sit there and I, and it was just incredible. Voice actors, they don't get enough credit for how mm. good they are. Also, good, even just good
1: narrators like reading i remember one of my voice uh coaches at film school uh you know you work you 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 train your voice and he we were sitting there one day and he just he started reading to us like winnie the pooh man and it was like i'm telling you it was like morgan freeman level you just just so captivating so i absolutely agree with all that like or i know what you mean like that that feeling of when you could just sit there and just listen to somebody read you a
0: book yes i might I have to read it myself the... i'll listen to someone read it too <laughs> but i'll me. listen to see yeah
1: <laughs> let me get that straight right now
0: yeah i might actually link it through the actual official channel so you can all mask in the glory and get thrown back. Like I haven't watched those films for a very long time. Can I even find a theatrical cut anymore anywhere? Who knows? Yeah. I don't have time. To, I want to watch it in one go. Anyway, what about you, Mr. Fantastic? What's been on your dial this week? Um,
1: I just want to say I didn't, I didn't get too much because – hold on. I got to grab this here. My – in-laws were in visiting. It was lovely to have them. I haven't seen them in too long. So I spent some glorious time with them, played lots of cards. Oh, I miss playing cards. Uh, and it was my mother-in-law's birthday. So we got to celebrate that with her. That was nice. So raising a glass here right now, a little shot. Um, Cheers. Happy birthday.
0: Cheers. Happy birthday. Everybody. Mm.
1: So, really, didn't watch much. The only thing I sort of would put on in the evenings is I've done all the, we're done all our shows, man. We haven't gone looking for a new one yet. But when I'd find time in the evenings, I started watching this Metallica documentary, and it's when they're recording after I think it's the early two thousands, and they hadn't put out put out an album in a while. And I knew there was like conflict there, man. But holy cow, it was really it was really bad. And I realized sort of like Lars is just a complete D bag. <laughs>
0: is like, this is this some kind of monster?
1: Yeah, that, and and yeah. Hetfield man, is. like Yeah, he went out and he had to go to like rehab, man. He was dealing with recovery and he came back and he's like, you know, I only wanna I want to put like, I can put four hours to this a day. Like he's trying to get his life in. He's spending time with his family. Like he's just working on his recovery and they just can't, he can't really respect that Lars. And I was like, man, like (laughs) this is supposed to be your, your friend, you know, (laughs) like the guys, he's trying to help himself. But yeah, that's
0: the one. I remember that he was almost treating it like this is this is a business. Uh, we're not yeah. buddies in a band, so this is what we got to do or not. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. very. Well, that's what he was saying it. He said I remember that one. Yeah, he said he said
1: that's the difference between us, man. You know, it's the band first. It's Metallica first. It's like, yo, sorry, like I agree, but if I am going through some stuff. Like, I'm putting myself first. Sometimes you got to put yourself first. And he couldn't seem to understand that. And it's not that, you know, he didn't care for Metallica anymore. It's just like he needed to get healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was like, anyway, so that was, I was like, ah. Oh. You know, I heard stuff like that about him, but I hadn't seen it yet. So you sort of don't fully dislike him. And then you see it and you're like, I, I find it hard to like him. But I haven't finished the documentary yet. So we'll see how it goes. Maybe he can pull his crap together. And other than that, man, that's that. I think that's literally it. And Loki, of course.
0: Of course. <laughs> you get I went to watch in.
1: it twice. I had to watch it twice. I was going to do that. the second time.
0: Uh, well, at least you saw it the first time. Exactly. I But enough, that's why. I didn't fall asleep. I was like. I didn't even have to. Use, the only time I had to use the rewind button was to look at something again. Because I was like, "What was that? Thor? Thor? Yeah." But we'll bring that yeah. up. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's. Yeah, that's all I got. Moving on. Let's move on. The, the week, week. that was segment a segment oh, i forgot this segment that's my favorite part
0: The segment uh <laughs> the week that was segment ladies and gentlemen uh a couple of months back we decided to compress the week that was episodes <laughs> weekly episodes back into the main one we brought it back sucked it back in and gave it uh life again in the longer episodes <laughs> Uh, This is where we quickly throw out and discuss uh, some of the top news stuff from the entertainment industry in and around the world uh, that caught our eye. So uh, keeping on brand, we've got some uh, superheroes, and some sci-fi stuff. Um, I'm going to start it off with uh, one of the streaming networks. So... Peacock, MB, N, N, NBC, NBC. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Peacock.
1: So is that the sound they make? I'm just. Uh-uh.
0: So peacock Can was you do coming your best on. Best
1: peacock in. Just... No, oh, no, I guess... just
0: <laughs> that's my my tail feathers, guys. My tail feathers. Are you peacocking right now? <laughs> Have you ever seen uh, Seventeen direct... again? <laughs>
1: That's a quote from you. That's a quote from Bring Your Name.
0: Yeah. Anywho, folks. So Peacock was one of the new streamers coming out. It's going to be obviously available worldwide, but it's coming out in the US first. Uh, they didn't have any draw card. You know, Disney had Mandalorian and all the other Marvel properties as they like marquee shows. HBO Max had all the DC stuff. Um, you know, Netflix has got all this 52 new original films a week or whatever it's got mm-hmm. going on. Everybody had something. Peacock didn't really have anything that was going to bring in new subscribers until now. So they've broken a deal with Universal Films as well as Focus Features, Illumination and DreamWorks Animation to bring all of their films to Peacock within four months of theatrical distribution. So they're going to go to no one else. They're going to go straight to them. So that's a huge deal for Peacock to have the bragging rights, to have all of these big films. It's going to start off with the newest Jurassic World, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, So that's a big draw card for people to want to sign up to it if they want to get streaming of those features and if they don't want to get hard copies of stuff. So big, big news for Peacock. They're in the game. This is—it's getting crazy.
1: It's like it's happening, you know. Because why would why would Universal pick Peacock? Like, what's what's the appeal? You know, like you have these huge companies that are like their brand is already solid. Did none of them want want it, or they weren't offering enough? Like, you know, I wonder what made them decide to go with Peacock. That's a good question.
0: Good For question. another day. For another day. <laughs> they obviously gave him quite the sales pitch and offered probably quite the pay package. to uh, Listen, I, I
1: know you've never heard of us, but let me tell you, I have a lot of money and I want to give it to you. Uh, that's very cool. Hey, I want to stay a little bit on theme too, man, because, you know, we've been talking about it a lot. It was coming up. And the time it had finally come, Black Widow came out on Friday and it already broke uh, pandemic box office records. Uh, This is domestically. So it did 13.2 million, which is pretty good because Fast 9 only did 7.1, A Quiet Place 2 did 4.8. And listen, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, guardians of the galaxy they did 11.5 and 11.2 and those weren't even pandemic so pretty big for black widow they think they're thinking maybe they could do 100 million open opening weekend we will see i guess so that's exciting uh happy for it i know i haven't seen it yet i know you haven't we have a plan maybe we'll try and see it together uh because i got to be honest people and s- <laughs> he's a dancing monkey. Um, <laughs> I Listen, this is going to shock you. I have not seen, this might be a lie, but I don't think it is. I have not seen a Marvel movie in theaters since the first Avengers. As such a terrible experience, but that's not why. But it's sort of why. Anyways. That's the that? other another thing-
0: day. Is that almost 10 years ago? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so i'm i'm excited and i know people were because this is this is the first one in in two years people have been waiting i mean they expected this thing to get released i don't know two years ago 2020 and do like a billion dollars so um it's got a long way to go but very promising after the uh first day we'll see how it does this weekend and right we'll on. know by the
0: time this comes out We'll be able to update oh, it on the socials. <laughs> on the socials. Yeah, I'm uh I'm uh thinking I can drag it to a movie theater. That's super cool. So I can't wait to see Black Widow. I've been championing that character for a very long time. And Aussie represent Kate Short and directed that, and I've been on the radar for this film for such a long time. And now that it's out and I don't get to see it straight away. Is a little bit of a, uh, you want to get to the movie theater. But I'm also, you know, I haven't been to a movie in a theater since February of 2020 before they closed them down. So it's been a while. Got to ease myself back into it. I'm getting old, folks. Can't just jump back into things anymore. (laughs) It's scary. Just so hurts.
1: Jumping hurts. You have to hurt. make sure you're bending properly and <laughs> you don't want to go too high. It's hard on the knees when you come down on the landing. Exactly.
0: <gasps> Get that superhero landing. Speaking of superheroes or anti heroes, Sony Pictures Venom 2, or officially known as Venom Let There Be Carnage, comes out relatively soon. And I'm bringing this up because. Tom Hardy, the star of the film, has been officially recognized and he will be given a story by credit from Sony. So explain that
1: for the layman's out here.
0: Okay, so you'll have a scriptwriter who writes the actual script and then you'll have sometimes only one person who writes the story, writes the script. Sometimes you'll have multiple people that come in together and they hash out the story together. And then one other person writes it. Now, those people that come in and they give enough percentage of ideas that end up in the final product get story by credits because they have had enough of an influence for the writer to use their ideas. So say with what Justin and I are working on now, Project Punk, hashtag Project Punk, hashtag Project Punk, I will be the writer, but he will get a story by credit because we are writing the story together so that's how that works so this is a huge deal I think for a franchise and a studio trusting their actors so he's obviously come to them with enough ideas of where he wants to see the character go and where he wants to see the story go and where it's placed in the universe and whether or not it's going to be MCU or Sony's going to keep it completely separate we've discussed that before uh, they're really like, yo, we like your ideas, Tom. Here's how much we believe in you. So I was like, that's I give them props, Ernie. Well done. Mm.
1: Kudos. Love me some Tom Hardy.
0: You know who else who I love? You know who,
1: ha, who, ha, who? See, he's got me tongue-tied already. And I know you love him because this, people, this is exciting. Okay. So I saw this headline. I kind of wanted to keep it a little bit of a secret from Hayden, but the bro messages <laughs> <that's just> me. <laughs> he knows, of course he's like, have you seen this? Because Mr. Hugh Jackman, the Wolverine himself had posted a photo. He did a, 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 on his story on Instagram, uh, pictures with him and Kevin Feige, who of course is the head of Marvel studios and, uh, a big part of, what we all know as the marvel cinematic universe today hinting that there could possibly be a revival of hugh jackman as wolverine and in the marvel cinematic universe oh my gosh i mean i don't know man like is this like are we going to be hearing some big news coming up you think like they wouldn't do this. Are they, is it like, it's not April, right? Like we're, we're well into July. So th- I, I don't think they would do, I don't think they would mess with, with people like this. I think there's gotta be something coming. What do you think? Okay. You ready for this? Ready for my theory? Oh boy. <laughs> okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Hold on. Okay, I need a okay. nice pack. Okay. Whew. Okay. Here we go.
0: Okay. So yeah, so Boss Logic did a post of this as well where he did a Wolverine movie poster, which is where I followed the trail because I was like, why is he just ran? Because he works with Marvel sometimes on their films and he drops poster artwork randomly of everything. Sometimes it's Easter eggs to projects that are coming. So I saw this and I was like, wait a minute, like, is he is he working on the artwork for a new Wolverine film? And then I saw this Hugh Jackman with Kevin Feige stuff, and I was like, okay, <laughs> we're watching Loki at the moment, and Loki is the first MCU film that's dealing with the multiverse, and then we're going to have Spider-Man, we're going to have Doctor Strange, we're going to have Ant-Man, and they're all talking about that. So I was like, What? better way to bring the X-Men into Marvel because X-Men folks were owned by Fox Disney now owns Fox so they own Deadpool and they own the X-Men franchise they have to figure a way to get the X-Men and Deadpool into the MCU universe (laughs) no! so we're talking multiverses with Loki if you use Hugh Jackman as a multiverse Wolverine to bring the X-Men into the MCU universe that we know now. That was my theory. And I was like, I wonder if that's what he's okay. pitched to him to get him in for just, a, just even just one project to bridge those two franchises together.
1: I, I, I can't, I can hardly sit still because thinking about that, like thinking about, cause it wasn't that long ago I was talking, I had mentioned how like, I was worried maybe Marvel was getting a little bit saturated. But they everything that we're watching, aside from WandaVision, which I, I wasn't a huge fan of. But you know, like everything else, man, I'm just like I'm really liking the direction they're going with it. Um, side note, the great thing about Marvel doing TV shows now and doing them as good as they are, they can play around with the genres. You know, it's they're, like each series is sort of like a different genre of Marvel that so it's keeping that new. And how do you keep it fresh? Like a story like that, if you brought brought them in, throwing a good villain oh, man, like people will be talking about
0: this. That'd be huge because I still I still haven't seen it. But one of the better rated X-Men films was X-Men Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. which is dealt with future and past versions, not different timelines, just future selves and past selves. And it was one of the best ones. And Hugh Jackman obviously played the same character in both because Wolverine doesn't age. (laughs) But it was a way for them to bring back all the original X-Men cast and mix them with the new younger cast that they had going through the film. So I was like, they could do the same thing and mm. use him to bridge the universes together. It would be huge.
1: Oh, it, it would be, would be huge. huge. My goodness. I just can't even imagine if they do that, people are going to go crazy. Holy smokes.
0: Because you look at Hugh Jackman. He is still in phenomenal shape because of all these Broadway shows and uh, all of that that he does. He's singing and dancing, and he's staying in shape. He's still ripped out. He could very easily bulk up a bit and fall back into that character guarantee it that's the proof stamp of guarantee bold prediction
1: (laughs) oh that's a bold prediction boy. that's a bold prediction (laughs) that's a bold prediction
0: Mm. what do you folks think those of you that care at all Do you want to see Hugh Jackman don the claws one more time or a few more times as the Wolverine? Mm. Maybe we'll finally get that Wolverine Deadpool crossover film that they've been teasing. Dude. Oh my gosh.
1: Because anybody who knows like behind the scenes stuff, Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, such good friends. And they're always, 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 always chirping each other on uh, socials. And it's very fun to follow along. Also, uh, giving mad shout outs to each other along the way and really supporting one another's careers and everything they're doing. But it's it's fun to see them go tit for tat. So with the, the Wolverine character and the Deadpool character to kind of hide behind, man, that would make for some good on-screen chemistry. I mean, come on.
0: Make it happen, folks. Make it happen. Do it. Do it. Do it. You've got this. All right. So that, folks, is the trade talks in the week that was. (laughs) All right. So I might have eagerly urged Mr. Fantastic to bring back the j pole weeks back, maybe a little aggressively, put him on the spot. And then he didn't do Jack. So I was like, okay, he's not (laughs) going to do that. And then he just drops this bombshell of a Paul on the unsuspecting world in public just the other day. So I'm going to hand it over to him so he can talk about it a little bit more.
1: Yes, my goodness. The j Paul it came back with authority, man. You know, it's funny because I really like doing these and... I like, I like nothing was coming, nothing was coming, and we were talking about bringing it up, and I just couldn't think of a good one. And it's almost like I was thinking too hard, and I took it like as a challenge. So it's like I just try to come up with like the most difficult J pole of all, which was stupid. Um, but the first thing that popped into my head was because we've been talking a lot about Marvel lately, and we've, me and you, have been talking. We talk about Star Wars a lot of as, as well, and so I thought, well. <laughs> Two huge franchises. I've gone to Disney and they're both breaking records with the streaming service. And pretty soon next year, they're going to be going head to head. So I thought, well, I'm going to throw it out there MCU or Star Wars. And a lot of (laughs) y'all didn't answer. You're just like, nah, I'll skip this question.
0: (laughs) But can't can't do it.
1: No. 80% Eighty percent said MCU and twenty percent said Star Wars, and I, I got to tell you, right now I'm with the eighty percent. I love Star Wars, I love the direction they're going. Um, Dave Filoni and John Favreau are taking it with Mandalorian the way they've set it up. Excited for what's coming up with all the spinoffs of that, the Kenobi stuff, Squadrons. Uh, excited about all that, but right now. That hasn't happened. What we're getting is Marvel, and Marvel is killing it, and they can't do anything wrong. So I would agree with that. Hayden, I know you didn't answer in the poll, but is there a way you're leaning? Maybe you don't have to commit now. We'll call it a a, a, a temporary commitment.
0: Temporary commitment. I'd have to agree with you with Marvel, only because the level of content that's out from them is high quality ands more of it. Now that said, I haven't watched the final season of Clone Wars. I haven't watched the Bad batch, but I have watched the Mandalorian. but yeah, I think if you ask this again in like a year's time when you've got you've got a soaker out, you've got Kenobi out, you've got whatever other shows that were on uh, Lucasfilm's Slate to come out, uh, you'll have the new Rogue Squadron film then there'll be more content to that said Marvel has Shang-Chi it's got Black Widow it has Spider-Man it has um so (laughs) many things it has like four or five feature films coming out in the final part of the year I'm like we haven't had anything for two years almost and then we're going to have a lot so yeah we'll see it is a heavy question it's one that Shouldn't be asked because hmm. you can't compare the two. Uh oh, but I did. But you know
1: what? I like. But it's it kind of fun seeing these two giants going toe to toe. Has there anything ever been anything like this in sort of franchises' history? Like dueling? Because there's no end. There's no end to either of these. You know, it's not like they could just go on and on.
0: And they're owned by don't the same I mean that in company. a bad way. Yeah, which is insane. So it's like, you know what? Let's just keep making good stuff. Yeah. Just taking over the world. Now, I can't remember anything that's kind of where you've had franchises going head-to-head. I mean, you've got DC versus Marvel, but we know where that stands at the moment. But any other major mm-hmm. franchise... That is in a similar ballpark because you got Star Wars and Marvel, they're science fiction. So mm-hmm. it's like saying, is Star Trek keeping pace with Star Wars? <laughs> it was when J.J. Abrams was doing the films because you had the films and you had the new TV shows and then you had Star Wars was its, at its sequel trilogy and then shows. So it would have been a good comparison, but now the Star Trek films have slowed down and now Star Wars is just starting to get steamrolling. So. This is true. And the only other
1: big franchise I can think of that's really out there right now is the Fast franchise. That's sort of in the sort of action, big blockbuster, or the big, yeah, blockbuster
0: franchise. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to quickly mention this. I don't know how I was going to do it, but. Do you remember they tried to launch another franchise to compete with it? With, with Fast and Furious? Hobbs and Shaw? No, 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 not a spinoff. Like another franchise, it was The Need for Speed. Oh yes with Aaron Paul. Yeah, they dropped that and I watched the trailer and I'm like this just looks like a Fast and the Furious. It's like but that was funny because Need for Speed was obviously a video game that was very very successful many years even before the first Fast and the Furious came out. So you think it would have had a built-in audience but of course Fast and the Furious has just been a dominating machine for the last 20 <laughs> years. It had an audience but it didn't have Vin Diesel or Paul Walker. Rest or any soul. number of other people in that that you could say now, <laughs> they've all well, yeah. you big could say stars. Now. Yeah, yeah. So good, j Paul. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll get some more out there for you, people. Don't worry. Maybe some that are a little bit easier to answer. Hey, listen. It would be a good question if you if you didn't have to think about it.
0: You know, this is true. Sometimes we're it's with that. too much of a question that your brain just goes. <sighs> like when we were talking about the universe before we recorded. The Folks, to be a fly on the wall to that conversation would be quite the privilege for you. <laughs> You'd be so lucky to hear us discuss
1: the universe and how it can explode brains.
0: Yeah, and we're not even astrophysicists. We're just dudes. <laughs> yeah, we're just dudes spitballing
1: crazy ideas in our basements or whatever. Whoa! Direct quote from earlier, dude. Were you smoking something?
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, direct yeah. quote ish. <laughs> direct quote ish. Paraphrased quote.
1: <laughs> yes, let's. Hey, listen, let's get on out of the J pole. Happy it's back. But
0: man, <laughs> speaking of smoke, did you see that big cloud of smoke in the latest episode of Loki? <laughs>
1: man, I am just like so amped about this episode. It is the Loki episode I have been waiting for. I knew it was there. It was building to this thing. And I'm telling you. From the beginning, they're doing like these big opening shots, different places. I don't know. And the music and like the camera was started spinning and going, it just like everything about it, man. I was like, I was hooked from the beginning, hooked from the beginning. And it was that, you know, like it was Loki had that moment that like he had this huge, character changing moment and it was like you know 23 20 some odd films in a a series later and uh, we'll get into that later but I thought man like that Mobius joining the heroes Mobius 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 like it was the package for me so I am I was just like had a smile on my face the whole way and it's you know he's got way more powers than he could ever imagine. Now. Good thing. He's not a scumbag anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It was, I don't know about you, but I was, I was in it from the beginning, right from the beginning. Spoilers,
0: sp- spoilers, spoilers. Ahead. Spoiler, spoilers, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers. If you haven't figured it out already in the last four episodes, lots of spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so much going on here. Um, I'm going to address the powers thing first. I thought that was really cool because do you remember, I I made a theory. I was like, or a guesstimation. I was like, Loki's going to learn how to enchant. He's going to learn that mm-hmm. power, and what happens? He learns it. But I liked that scene because uh, classic Loki, played by Richard E. Grant, decides to just freaking rebuild Asgard with his powers. <laughs> and then Sylvie's like, we are more powerful than we know. Mm-hmm. So they've obviously, it's a, you know, it's a level up thing, right? It's like a super sand thing. <laughs> you've got the power there. You've just got to level up. So they leveled up and they enchanted a like nobody's business.
1: Well, that was it. It was like, you know, even the part where he, 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 cause, so we figure out like, you know, they're variants. So Sylvie says to go off what you're saying, I can, you know, you're me, like I'm you, like you can do it. Cause he was trying to channel life. So yes, they, they are reaching that point where they're all sort of understanding what their power truly is together, like off each other, you know, like this Loki can do this, this Loki can do this, this Loki can do this. But, and the fact that, the void so the big question was last episode pruning right when you get pruned we thought you were deleted that was it you're off the timeline turns out because at the end of the the mid credit scene in episode 4 uh loki wakes up and you're like what what's happening that's where season 5 picks up turns out the timekeepers they can't you can't delete matter completely So, when you're pruning, what they're doing is they're sending you to the very end of the timeline, the void, they call it. And there's this giant, cloudy, doggy like wolf that appears from the sky and it will destroy you and delete your matter because the timekeepers can't do that. There's nothing you can do, there's no nexus event you can create. It's literally the end of time. So, you're like, okay, so this is what happens. But like, how are they going to get out of this? <laughs> but they come up with a solution, which is great because it's not one you'd think. And and I don't know if it's when Sylvie came or if Loki just had it. And it was like, well, if the you you said that the that Aliath is a thing, well, it must be well, like what's beyond it. There must be something beyond it if it's a living thing, and that's what this episode is about. And I mean, well, that's a part of what this episode is about. And I thought it was really cool how they did that because you like, I'm always curious about how they're going to make this work with the timeline and the multi universe stuff. And every time you get a little bit deeper into it, I'm impressed with like how well it's
0: thought out and it works, you know? Very much so. I'm going to throw in another Dragon Ball Z reference. It kind of has a feeling, those of you that remember that cartoon or that anime or the manga or whatever it is that you digested it in, King Kai's planet was on the edge of the living realm and the, and the heavens, basically, and you were sent. You, when, when you died, you traveled there, and then you could also travel back between the two worlds i got the same vibe from the void so they sent to the end of time but there is something beyond that which means it's not really the end of time that means there's something on the other side of it that's either continually growing or it is like we were theorizing off air whether or not the universe starts to fall back on itself or branches off into another multiverse so whatever Mm. happens the next episode I'm hoping we'll uh, uncover that because there's clearly some sort of building or town that they see once they enchant Elith enough to be able to pass through him into wherever he came from or it came from.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's always and, and, and one I think it was a more. castle. Yeah, was it a castle? And I think because there's in in Marvel, in the Marvel comic book universe, there's only so many. Um. Dylans that live in castles. I don't know if you remember like it was after episode one or two. I just heard some theories about Kang the Conqueror. Everything keeps coming back to that man. Cause I believe he lived in a castle and he was like, uh, he had something to do with time as well in the comic book. So uh, interesting to see if it goes there. Um, But I kind of want to go back to just Loki for a minute because, and you know what, I I might as well just say it now because I think this is my favorite scene in 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 the episode. Let's just get right to it. Um, and it's when Sylvie says to Loki, "How can I trust you?" and Loki says something like you know I've betrayed everybody in my life like I've betrayed my father I've betrayed my brother I've betrayed my planet I've betrayed everything but that's not me anymore and what I really liked about that moment is why it hit so much harder is because earlier in the episode uh cuz there's like 40 Lokis in the void cuz they've all all the variants have been sent there and they've all managed to survive cuz they're Lokis and there's this moment, interesting moment where like this group of bandit or bad Loki's all join up with this, like the the four sort of good Loki's. And when they show up, there's this moment where he's like, ha, I betrayed you. And then the next Loki's like, Well, haha, I betrayed you. And because that's sort of what Loki's been known for. So it's really good this throughout this whole I've felt they did this really good job throughout this whole season so far of this Loki and Sylvie and meeting each other and really starting to meet themselves in a different way. And it all sort of lands on that moment and that scene for me where, where that happens. And I thought, Oh man, like now you can really get behind them. I thought it was so powerful and it was like, how are you going to turn it around? Because you want to cheer for Loki, but if he's always just betraying everybody, then it's kind of lame, (laughs) you
0: know? like they're just waited, moment. waiting moment for it, you're just like okay when's she going to drop when's he going to betray everybody and look out for yeah. himself yeah but i get you like that was my that uh that scene there where he makes the the magic cloak blanket scene i called it oh that's so romantic that was my that was my favorite scene but that's where the same conversation happens but before it is you see a turning point in Loki's character because he is so happy when he knows that Mobius, Mobius, Mobius didn't die. Mm. When Mobius, Mobius, Mobius goes and rescues Sylvie from Eliath at the start and they race away and they, they meet up at the same place, he's so ecstatic that they're both there. And then we knew that they were friends all along, we said mm-hmm. that before that they were friends and that Loki was starting to form a bond with Mobius. And sure enough, when he gets the time I can't remember what it's called little doohickey device that allows them to jump <laughs> between official time name. realms I mean, official name, the doohickey he gives Mobius a hug, a full. Fledged, genuine, heartfelt, embracing hug. And I was like, big turning point there. Mm-hmm. He has a friend. He's glad he's alive. He knows this isn't the end because obviously, I mean, obviously it might have been there. Maybe that's why he hugged him the way that he did because they were about to go face Eliath, and they had no idea how they were going to do it or if their enchantment was mm-hmm. going to work.
1: But <laughs> – it w- it was so nice to see that as like an audience too, because you're sort of rooting for it. You know, like you said, we, y'all, everybody knows it. So it's nice to actually see it happen. Mobius, 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 trends of heroes. And when he goes to leave, what does he say? What are you, what are you going to go do? He's like, I'm going to burn the TVA
0: down. <laughs> you know?
1: Oh, so good.
0: That said, I have to just backtrack here because I was watching and I had a yell at the TV moment. But I wasn't really yelling, I was just like, Oh my god, this is gonna happen and then it happened, and Alex just turned and looked at me and was like, How did you know that? Like what? It was when Sylvie gets um in the tribunal of like area and all of the TVA agents come in and she tries the other lady tries to trick her. Oh yeah. And I'm like, yeah. she's got her her time like book thing. I was like, why doesn't she just self prune herself to the to the void? And then literally <laughs> as soon as I said that, she gets up and she self prunes <laughs> herself and she's just like, What how did you know that was gonna happen? And I was like, I think I'm watching it too much and analyzing Justin <laughs> a lot that I'm picking up on what might happen. What makes sense here? Yes. They
1: have to get back together. There's no way they're getting out in one episode. So the only way they can happen is if she ruins herself. Exactly, because she's so confident. She is so confident in every move she makes. You know, that's what I really like about Sylvie. Loki, he's confident sometimes, but I don't know if he truly believes it. And sometimes he just f- ends up in places by sheer luck, but sylvie she is methodical like if she does something she does it with intent and she 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 does it with conviction and I, that's what i love about that character
0: and i think that stems from their upbringings right so she's been time jumping since she was you know a preteen girl so she's obviously grown to be the self-authoritative woman and she's like Everything I do is calculated, everything I do, and she's well thought out. Whereas Loki, mm. he's had to grow up in the shadow of Thor. Um, every time he's tried to do something on a large scale, he's always been working for someone else. So he's never been in control of his own, even though he plays tricks on everything and always turns it into self-fulfilling, because like you said, he's a narcissist. He's never, I guess, been faced with the, the life choice of to take charge of your own self. You know, he's always just like, ah, I'll just do whatever and I'll do whatever. So yeah, it's good to see he's learning something from Sylvie. And I think that's also why he's attracted to her. Like, <laughs> Okay. I hey, said, that, I was like, that, bloody
1: Mobius. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. Yes.
0: Why? What's, what's your beef with he Mobius? He goes and spills the beans My beef with Mobius is that Loki was going to tell Sylvie how he felt before he got pruned in the back. Then he thinks he's dead or he's in the void and he's like, I'm never going to see her again. She shows up. They're having this lovely little moment together where they're like, it's so awkwardly and like tension, but like good tension. And they're trying to figure things out. And there's all the sideways eye glances and all this stuff. It's so perfectly executed it's a wonderful little scene and he's like i suppose mobius like filled you in on everything and she's like "Uh uh-huh like Mm. he didn't even get a chance to express himself naturally first he's like bloody mobius went and told her in the car ride like what he he's like oh yes you know loki's in love with you and how weird is that because you're one and the same but not (laughs) and freaking bloody mobius hey ding 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 bold prediction Ah, this
1: is, this might be really bold. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not time for the whiskey shot yet. People. Oh, no, no, no. Um, oh yeah, shoot. I gotta prepare for that. Um, <clears throat> well, that's future Justin's problem. Bold prediction. A kiss between Loki and Sylvie. Before the end of episode six. Ooh.
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> As it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, what? Are these words coming out of me right now?
0: <laughs> it's gonna make
1: the timelines explode. I what like what does that even mean for time? What if they had a baby? Oh my gosh. What if them <laughs> oh my gosh? Oh my gosh. What would that do? I didn't even think about it. Kevin, Feige. <laughs> Figure that out. Let me know. I'm curious. Well, my theory is that,
0: I mean, obviously she's from a different timeline, but she's been jumping around every every multiverse there is. Maybe all of them will be compressed into one, so she'll end up being part of Loki's sacred timeline. So hmm. she's not got anywhere else to go, so therefore it becomes that stream becomes the regular stream so anything after is okay it's not going to create a nexus event and just but what if like
1: but the TVA are the ones that are in control of the sacred timeline or is it whatever so, they're
0: going through the void to see
1: exactly and ultimately they're going to defeat that so do they decide a sacred timeline or do they just let all Multiverses run free in which case it wouldn't matter because they could just oh my gosh oh, we'll know in like timelines. uh 12 years and 36 movies <laughs> we'll,
0: have, we'll have the answer yep because i know like what they did with dc i don't know if the marvel one was the same each of those two comic companies had runs where they had Many multiverses going at once, and it became too confusing for the reader. So, they mm. created events in those series. I don't know about the Marvel one, but I know in the DC one, they're like, there's too many Earths. So, we have to create an event which crushes all of the Earth timelines into one and it kills off all of the like secondary characters that no one was really into, but mm. it kept the best ones and put it into the one world. So you had, say like, for instance, Power Girl, she is a Kryptonian. So she's the same race as Superman, but she was on a different Earth. This event happened, it crushed it in, she came into the regular one. So she is technically a relative of Superman from a different timeline, but now in the same world. So I was like, I wonder if Marvel I can't recall if they did the same thing with all their multiverses, if they compressed it and they, you know, some of the heroes on Villains came into the one world, and some that didn't. But we haven't been introduced to any heroes in mult in other multiverses. So apart from Spider Man and Into the Multiverse, but that's animated and that's different. That's a Sony thing. I'm mm-hmm. going off on a tangent, folks. So so many things could happen. So so, so many stuff,
1: man. This is what's so good about it, you know. This is a bit off topic, but not really. Um. <laughs> So because it's something I've been thinking about because I always watch when I'm when I'm binging something say I will always watch the opening credit sequence or opening title sequence once because I think it's a very good introduction into a show and sort of lets you know what the show is a little bit about and all that. Watching it every single time, not necessarily. Loki's I do. And I just wanted to know what do you what are your thoughts about the the Loki title sequence and the the music and all that?
0: I think it's full of Easter eggs that we're right in front of our face that I that we don't see. Really, eh? Cause I always know like when they do like the comic pages in the Marvel sh- sh- at the start, they'll use that character specific comic pages. Now you'd have mm-hmm. to probably pause it and go through them frame by frame, but there's something there. Um it obviously alluded to the fact that there's multiple Loki's because of the way that the font is done. It's, it cycles through however many different styles and then it settles on four different letters in four different styles. So I'm like, okay, that means there's going to be multiples of that, which has turned out mm. there was, there was many of them and they all ended up killing themselves or trying to kill themselves in that big melee <laughs> where he's just kind of walking through it going. <laughs> Superior Loki. Yep. Cause yeah, he'd already, yeah. And I'm side drain cause Loki, that's when he has ascended to an, the to next level Loki. Cause he's like, I don't need to play games with these fools. I know what's next. Who's coming? Yeah, I don't want to be a fool. He, he sees how foolish he is
1: because they're all him, and that's exactly know, what you, who he was.
0: What do you think of the the title sequence? I also pay I attention li- to the credits as well because the credits is like a file. Yeah, right. I don't know what I'm looking at, and then it goes into standard roll credits. But what are your thoughts? I like it. I mean
1: I um this is sort of what I had mentioned when I was doing the intro is because Marvel's got this opportunity where it can play in different genres which it really did big time in WandaVision I mean it went through all of them sitcom mockumentary uh, you name it you know Falcon Winter Soldier was sort of more along the lines of standard Marvel uh, filming, what we we come to know in the movies. And Loki's different, man. It's a bit um, mysterious. Uh, and I find that really captures it in the title sequence. Going into it right away, you know, sort of, you might not know what's going to be happening all the time or or what to expect.
0: Yeah, so season and episode six coming up. It's probably going to smack us for six Mm -hmm. Um, with things that we haven't even thought about. Yeah. Now, if they are building up a a major bad guy, major villain, like they did with Thanos, I don't think they're going to show him in Loki. I don't think
1: they might save that for a film.
0: Yeah, Yeah. they, they might allude to him or there'll be someone else who's working for him because they made that reference. And I think it's an old writing thing that goes all the way back to the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the veil. There's always someone pulling Mm -hmm. strings behind a curtain. And they've opened that Mm -hmm. one curtain, but I think there's going to be a couple more. Cause we didn't, we didn't meet Thanos
1: until the mid credit scene in Avengers. And that was the fourth film in the cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we've had three s- series, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. <laughs> well, this is the first. Away. We're not yeah. far away, people. <laughs> like it's no. it's it might as well be tomorrow. It's it's happening that soon.
0: Well, if this comes out on Tuesday, like I said, it is going to be the next day. So you can get jacked up on the episode five commentary and then you can just wait and then the next day you can watch it. Bam. Um but speaking of the three series, like this is the first one that's addressed the universe as a whole. So WandaVision was self-contained. Each one has gotten bigger if you look think about it. WandaVision was internalized. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was Earth. And now Loki is Universal. So they skip solar system and galaxy. <laughs>
1: That's
0: when the entire universe. Yeah. Each one's bigger, dealing with bigger things. Multiverses. What's the next show? They're going to go back to, it's like Hawkeye, Loki's, isn't it?
1: Is Hawkeye a series? Hawkeye series. Is, oh, I'm excited about that. Damn you, Xiao, for not being excited about that. Maybe it will turn based by on all the, the show. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, Hawkeye, yeah, and the next film after in sequence is it Thor, Love, and Thunder? Or it'd be Shang-Chi. Oh, right,
0: Shang-Chi. And then The Eternals. Right. And then Spider-Man, Far From oh Home. Oh, gosh. Thor, Love, and Thunder is like <laughs> so far down the line. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like those three films themselves come out before the end of the year. Man. And it's cool because I just – actually, that's something
1: I watched that I forgot to write down. I rewatched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And I forgot the mid credit scene they announced. Um, they know who Spider-Man was, and that's Peter Parker. So it'll be interesting because the next Spider-Man is bringing in, so we think – so all roads sort of lead to toby mcguire and andrew garfield reviving their roles as peter parker as spider-man so there could be three
0: yeah i mean they already crossed
1: uh and they got to play that they got to play that it's them so Mm -hmm. i wonder if that could get him out of it as being the real spider-man because if all of a sudden there's these other these Spider mans yeah. when he's there with them or something, you know, that could that's an out.
0: And Jay Jonah Jonason's gonna be like Spider-Man. What? Sp- <laughs> Spider-Man. I'm super jacked about it, Toby Maguire coming back if that works out. Anyway, we're talking about Loki. <laughs> See all these things that are coming from one series folks? They if you haven't got Disney+, Plus, uh, get a trial, wait a week, get the trial, and then watch all of it in a week. All of the Space Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, Marvel,
1: all of it. And then get back to us. It's what? Two Mando, three Marvel. That's five. If you get the week trial, that's uh, – Take the weekend off. That's a that's a season a day. No big deal.
0: No big deal. <laughs> Just don't go to work. Sleep minimal. Calling sick. Watch it all. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm. You know, it's one thing that's interesting actually, and it's a film that we haven't talked about much. Marvel that's coming out is Blade. Now, I don't know if you remember from episodes past, but Mobius, 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 when he's talking, he says, oh, yeah, we've got Titans, we've got whatever's, we've got vampires. I think that's a little Easter egg in there, man. Because vampires, as we know, haven't been a part of the MCU yet, but we know they're doing Blade. So I wonder if that's sort of the for- first little introduction as well talk about another thing that's being touched on in 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 this
0: season Mm -hmm. good little easter eggs if you're listening so loki coming up clutch and still one more episode yeah folks if you've got any theories keep them to yourselves for just another day yep so you don't spoil anything for us and we'll keep the same things um but i'm super excited to see what happens I am glad that I kind of know that there's another season. Hmm. I know that you said that they might kill Sacred Timeline Loki and follow Sylvia. I oh. don't think they will. Scratch that. That's Scratch over for that. me. Oh, yeah. That's I know, gonna, but now I'm like left. dreaded that they're going to do this big like, heart-wrenching death scene in the final episode mm. of someone. But then that kind of happened last episode because it's like, oh, Mobius, Mobius, Mobius got pruned and then Loki got pruned. But then they came back. So I was like, okay, that's all right. That's the big death scene and they're back. So who knows? I mean, maybe they rewrote what they had. But I'm I'm waiting for something tragic to happen. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping they just decide to go big and extravagant and bold and uh, and like timeline altering versus – Individual altering, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Loki individual altering happened. I don't think you could. I mean, unless it's that thing where it's, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think it's I don't think it would be good to have such a big character moment. For. For Loki and. Then just flush it away. Mm-hmm. I th- I don't think that'd be you know if you want to do that further down the road for sure I don't think it's right for for now because I want to get to know this Loki you know we've got to know him over the season a bit like him going through those changes and it's happened and we meet this other variation of him who is just this awesome like kick ass woman and you're kind of like what and they're falling in love with each other it's like i i don't i'm not ready to say goodbye to this i felt like they did a really good job of building it up if that you know is affected in any way i don't know how i'll feel about it i guess it'll depend on how they do it if that's the way they choose to go but i sure hope they don't i need more
0: give me more this next point i'm going to bring up can probably get cut out but do you remember when classic Loki said that the swords look cool, but they drain our power like they take away our power
1: I don't remember that. I remember when the kid Loki gave him the sword and I thought, oh, that was cool.
0: When they're in the bowling alley and they're talking about like all of that, he's like, he's got like we got these cool daggers And he's like, yeah they yeah. look cool, but as soon as you bring them out you've heart like he doesn't say heart but he's like your power level is like way dropped
1: is it cuz you're using power to create that so
0: you yeah i don't know and then when kid loki gave him that sword i, I shot up in my chair cuz i was like do you remember a couple of weeks ago where i theorized about the that sword that thor had that controls time the twilight sword which has the mm. ability to like end time but i was like wait why would kid loki have that and give it to give it to another loki well it was just i was like are you we have a decade to figure out why (laughs) turns out to be that in the end but then i read somewhere else online yeah that uh it's a it's like a flame sword so it's some other sword but i was just like it's got a mad gold hilt on it it looks like the picture that i saw is that the <laughs> Twilight Sword? Because, I mean, he was there because he killed Thor. Mm. And he that was his Nexus event. And that's why he's the one that's in charge. Was like, why is the kid in charge? Well, because he did this. Yeah. And I was thinking he obviously would have killed young Thor because he's young mm-hmm. Loki. Did he do it with the Twilight Sword? He steals this precious Asgardian artifact, killed his brother, even if it was accidentally, and then gets taken to the TVA and then gets pruned and sent to the void. I like it. All right, folks. So that was our Loki episode five rundown. I'm done with things I can just keep going about. Now, I have to give a heartfelt <laughs> shout out to Miss Rachel. She trekked across the country. Uh, it's a stressful thing to to move anywhere, but to move your life across the country with animals and your partner and everything, stressful. She's a little bit sick right now, probably because of it. Who knows? She doesn't know, but she's annoyed about it. So she can't be here today. So we're saying hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. What's What's hey, Rachel. Rachel, we missed you. <laughs> so she'll be back next week for the final episode discussion oh Oh, yeah might be talking about it for so long we have to split it into two episodes but who knows we'll find out when we record it it's the whiskey shot of episodes the whiskey episode the whiskey episode you're here first folks but right now it's time for our whiskey shot now, if you've been listening along, you'll know that the whiskey shot is where we talk about things to come in the week to go. That was the best sounding ice, Justin, ever done to show. <laughs> 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 Little backstory on those of you that are just tuning in the whiskey shot is the derivative of the martini shot, which is an old film term which they said on a film set when they were last shot of the day. Last take of the day, the next one was in a bar over a drink. We decided to change it to whiskey because brr, whiskey has a history with wooden ball films. He's got the, the expensive stuff there, folks. <laughs> hey, listen,
1: I'm going to interrupt your outro intro, your intro outro. People I'm shooting. Yes, it's fireball. It's uh cinnamon flavored whiskey if you've ever had those vanilla or those vanilla the red cinnamon hearts at valentine's day that's what this whiskey tastes like Uh, i bought it to do a shot with it with my mother-in-law on her birthday because uh, mr russell mcconaughey whenever i see him and i'm gonna see him in like a few weeks man i'm so jacked i haven't seen him in a couple years in person we talk lots but um he always Always shows up with a bottle of this. I know when we get together at some point in our visit, he's going to pull out a bottle of Fireball, and uh, and then we'll wake up the next morning, <laughs>
0: <laughs> next afternoon. <laughs> Anyways, so fast, you're, fast you're getting ready now. You're getting a taste <laughs> for it now. Uh, I just want to smell it. So yes, folks, the whiskey shot. Well, today it'll be the fireball shot, is where we discuss what we're going to be doing creatively and non creatively over the next week. Uh, now, it's not going to be a full week because we are recording on a Saturday, much later than usual. But, you know, life has happened, uh, internet and technology happened. But uh, <laughs> the following week, I'm going to be watching Loki episode six and I'm going to be jumping out of my skin. Um, I'm going to be watching probably *Single Parents* still. I'm going to try and get some films in there. There was this question that I was supposed to bring up, but I didn't bring it up. Oh boy! But I'm going to try and watch *The Tomorrow War*
1: on yes. Amazon Prime.
0: I was going to ask Mister Fantastic if he got to it because he was like so excited that when it came out that he was a month premature with that. And now <laughs> it's actually out. I'm not that premature. His viewing habits were premature. <laughs> so I'm going to try and get uh, to that. <laughs> we're going to discuss some Project Punk. Ooh! And maybe even do some writing. We'll see. We'll see how far through we get. am going to write some song lyrics. I'm going to hassle Mr. Fantastic for some riffs so I can get on that. And, and that's about it. And then we'll be back next week for another episode. So... Stay tuned, hit us up on social media because we'll be posting on there plenty of questions, plenty of theories, whatever we see, whatever we do. Um, So, yeah, thanks for listening. Love you, fans. And I'm handing it over to Justin.
1: Oh, hey there, everybody. Oh Thanks, bruv. Uh, to answer that question, I have not watched it yet. I was so excited to see it. In-laws, they flew in. Uh Not that I'm blaming them. But damn you kidding they flew in uh the first and so like i said it was so nice just spending time with them we just like played cards all in the evening and so i haven't watched it so most likely i will be watching it tomorrow i would be watching it tonight if we weren't casting so i'll probably be watching that tomorrow i'm gonna do some hashtag pp with you tonight boy um low-key the, the whiskey episode is coming up so gonna watch that and oh man I've been playing a lot of guitar just been learning a lot of rage songs so probably be moving along with that as well as hey you know what's awesome because you mentioned riffs you want some riffs so yeah I have some I got lots because God bless technology, even though I hated it two days ago when we first went to record this episode. But, i can to get into that. I dug a six-foot hole and laid that to rest. But you, I can hook up my phone to my amp, my guitar amp, and play a song on Spotify. Beautiful. Learn a song, can play a whole song with it through. But also, what I can do is go on Spotify and I'll just look up Beats, drum beats, punk, heavy metal, rock, hip-hop, just doing some funk, whatever. And it plays it through the amp. I throw the headphones on so I can hear it. And then you can make up riffs with, like, beats supporting it. So much fun. So we'll be doing some more of that for shout. Other than that, people, I mean, <laughs> what else is there? So thanks for coming back. Thanks for listening. If this is your first one, please don't forget to like, and subscribe. We're going to be getting into more Marvel stuff, more Lucasfilm stuff, all sorts of sci-fi stuff. We like to have a lot of fun. Don't forget to follow us on our socials. We'll see you next week. Peace.